Hello, and welcome back to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't want to. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well, that's where the reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts. I'm Zach, and this is Scott. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, bud. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Uh, Excellent. I'm a little hot, a little sweaty. We've been sitting Ooh, here recording for a couple sweaty. hours, so... Yeah, I've been in this closet <laughs> for the last couple hours. Scott sits and records in his uh, bedroom closet. Yes. Uh, because it's the only place in his apartment that sounds <laughs> decent. Yeah, it's got solid acoustics in here with uh, the clothes dampening oh, the Oh, yeah, sound. man. Everywhere, everywhere else, uh, not so much. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So today we're going to be diving through chapters six through ten? Ten. Ten. Of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. The Prisoner of Azkaban, indeed. Zach's favorite book in the series, Uh, right? No. Second favorite, but it's up there. My favorite's uh, Half-Blood Prince. I feel like you change that like every two episodes that we talk about this. No, 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 no. Okay. Half Blood Prince is my favorite. This is my second. What favorite movie? Did you? Maybe that's what it was. I think it's probably the best uh, book to movie adaptation. Uh, okay. No, I, I actually I think I fuck. I don't know. It's it's a toss up between this and Half Blood Prince for the movie. Well, you could tell me anything, and I'd have to believe you with my memory. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, yeah. you say that, but you remember a lot of things, dude. See, I don't think that I do. Like, what specifically are you referring to? I mean, think about the hours on end that we would sit and talk about, like, Game of Thrones lore or Star Wars lore, and you just have all this shit stored in the bank, man. Like, that's true, but that's because I've I've read and reread that kind of thing way more than a rational human being should. <laughs> I've studied that shit more than you know things that would actually be helpful, like how to do my job well or you yeah. know subjects you know, in school be a good person be a good person yeah. definitely not that one <laughs> i don't even know what that is what's uh, uh what's in the mug buddy uh i have some delicious pomegranate green tea that's helping soothe my vocal cords they don't really need soothe i don't have a sore throat or anything but it's just delicious you got the rona I don't have the Rona now. <laughs> have have not had the Rona to my knowledge. I'm glad you don't have the Rona. I'm drinking a um, a uh, old fashioned. Yeah, because you're a drunkard. I'm here, I, you know. I just I literally my- just made this drink, you <laughs> asshole. I know. I like to give Zach a sh- uh, a hard time and call him a raging alcoholic, even though he's definitely not. Uh, I am helping my body with some delightful green tea. While you're drinking an old I'm version. poisoning my body. Right. You're poisoning your body. Exactly. Hey, speaking of tea, man, that's a good segue. That is a great segue. <laughs> good job, buddy. We're, we're going to talk about some oh, tea Oh, man. Leaves. Chapter wow, well six done. of Prisoner of Azkaban, Talons and Tea Leaves. Are you ready to jump into this thing? Yes. We did not plan that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I was just like, Zach mentioned he had green tea earlier, or not green tea, hot tea earlier. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. Despite the fact that I'm in this hot ass closet, I thought it would be a good idea to drink some That's hot tea. That's a terrible idea. You're going to get real sweaty. That's how I like it. Yeah. Nice I might be into sweaty. that. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's jump in here. What talons and tea leaves? Is that what you talons said? Talons and tea leaves. Yep. Okay, I, like I said, I do not 
oh, I just realized what the Talons is talking about. I was like, what the fuck? But now I remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, let's let's jump in here. Chapter six. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this wait? H- how are you feeling? Jumping into these, like, do you want me to get into that right now? I, no, no, no. Well, I mean, we're gonna have a big recap here at the end, but like, you know, are you feeling good going in? You feeling spicy? You feeling? I'm, I'm feeling curious. Okay, going in, I will. If I had made my cutoff point one chapter earlier, I would have really been spitting some hot fire at you, and I might still spit a little bit. But chapter ten almost single-handedly kind of redeemed this section let me just okay i'll just get this out here in the open right now for how much you have built this book up zach and i know it's still early i understand that we're still in like the setup phase but for how much you built this book up so far it has been aggressively mediocre (laughs) like it's so nothing like in the other books, like, even though some really, especially in, like, the second one early on when some really dumb, dumb shit was happening on, at least I had fun dunking on it, like, for the podcast and talking about it with you. Uh-huh. And also there was my boy uh, Lockhart there to, like, have fun about. Sure. And I still had fun, I feel like, with parts even early in the second one, or in the first book, I mean. Right now, I'm just like, there are times, I think it's chapter seven, actually, where I have, like, three notes for the entire chapter. You, you don't feel like there's more setup so far than the other the other two books have provided in their first like 10 chapters? There definitely is some setup, but very little of it is interesting so, to me. So that's 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 kind of fair because I feel like a lot of a lot of Harry Potter fans who have humility about the series um <laughs> will say So not you? No, I think I do. <laughs> I'm <kidding. laughs> Um, I mean, I will defend it always, but yes, but, always. Uh, but no, yeah. I mean, I you know, I'll I'll, I'll call the duck a duck. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to that again, are we? Dude, I had um, we had a uh, longtime friend, old coworker, and uh, and listener uh, message me actually about that. Um, yeah, and she was like trying really hard to figure out what your joke was about the duck is a duck and was it something about fucking a duck i don't even remember. i don't it may have been and i and maybe i clipped it because it was like probably shouldn't be talking about that on a podcast what bestiality (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we've talked about worse man but i i uh i legitimately couldn't remember what it was but i just know that we laughed a lot and then and then we argued, but anyway, maybe this will get cut too. Who anyway, knows? Anyway, I'll call it duck a duck. Uh, the the thing about this book is, in and I'll set this up now. It's not coaching you. It just it is what it is. It it does jam a ton. I mean, you have already seen that, like a lot of the exposition, a lot of the stuff that's been provided in these books to help it be somewhat compelling is jammed into the last like four chapters. Um, I think this one starts more like in the middle of the book, but they jam a ton in, in like starting mid to the end of the book. That does seem to be her MO with like, hey, I'm going to have a bunch of bullshit for the first. And I, I think that the thing that separates this from Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets is although, yes, it does feel like it's kind of stagnant, um, 
most of what we're seeing is actually substantial and it's just it it we need to know it you know uh and it's not like like you know i mean we shit on it all the time but like it's not the fucking car the flying car scene you know it's not that uh so yeah well yeah let's let's jump in here we'll probably touch on that more here in a bit but um so the first thing i have here for chapter six hermione has Multiple classes scheduled for the same time, but she's like, no, no, it's fine. She'll handle it. Uh, She says she figured it all out with McGonagall. My theory is she must be using Tien's multiform technique or some sort of shadow clone jutsu, maybe, (laughs) uh, to be in multiple places at once. Uh, She'd been learning them anime's techniques where she can attend you know, a bunch of different classes at once. Because Ron's like, yo, what the fuck? You've got like three classes at nine o'clock. How the hell? But she just kind of hand waves it and they ignore it. Do you have um, any uh, any ideas on that? I just told you what my ideas are. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. <laughs> Multiform technique, man. She's reading the uh, Shonen Jump. Uh, or Shadow, yeah. Shadow Clone Jutsu. It's got to be some kind of... We'll get back to this. They bring it up several, several times. These books are not subtle. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that, but uh, we'll get to that. Uh, she mentions something about uh, a class called Arithmancy, mm-hmm. and I just have the thought, what the fuck is Arithmancy? Is that like arithmetic plus necromancy? Undead math problems? Hell that yes. That sounds rad. Do you know what Arithmancy is? It's It's just maths. It's just maths? It's wizard maths, yeah. What the fuck is wizard math? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Is it different from regular math? I have no idea. This is like that Incredibles joke where he's like, have you seen the Incredibles? I think it's the second Incredibles where they're like, he's helping them with their homework and they're like, no, this, is, this isn't this is how you do math, dad. This is new math. And he's like, what's new math? Why would they change math? <laughs> No, I have not seen that. That's good. Incredibles 2 is pretty good. Uh, That's pretty hilarious. Fucking wizard math. Goddamn. All right. I've never actually thought too hard about it. I think it may be like in in some aspects of magic, like maybe in the sense of like developing like spell work and stuff like that. Like some complex formulas, like quadratic equations are needed. Sure. Okay. Fair. I'll buy that. Pulled that out of your ass. But I'll buy it. <laughs> Maybe some of I my really... Potterheads can help us out. And t- tweet at I... us at, at we don't want a pod. Let us know exactly. if I'm fucking way wrong. But or or let us know if it really is has to deal with necromancy and there's necromancy in it. Necromancy. Math. Ma- uh, math. I butchered that. Anyway. Uh, so, so they meet this uh, Sir Sir Cadigan dude who's a painting. Oh my god, he's so good. He's my boy. fucking great. I love him already. He he's. Just, I have a quote here. First thing in my next note here. Come to scorn at my fall, perchance. Draw you knaves, you dogs. Get back, you scurvy braggart. Back, you rogue. Dude, his name's uh, Sir Cadogan. He's no, so good. Not, ca- I pronounced it Cadigan. It's Cadogan. Cadogan. Like a toboggan. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, he rules. He runs through the paintings and leads them to class. I guess I didn't realize that these, and we see more of this later, these paintings are not like constrained to their individual painting. They can just like move throughout freely all the paintings in the damn castle. So that's that's new information to me. Yep. 
Um, anyway, they get to class. This is their divination. Um, at first I had Trelawney is their divination teacher, and she seems a bit crazy and cool. I turned around on that very quickly. She's yeah. definitely crazy. Definitely not cool, though. She's just fucking nuts. Um... I, she says, I, I love it. I love to hate her. No, 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 I don't like her. I love to oh. hate her. Like, she's oh, fun okay. to like, pick at. Okay, sure. That's fair enough. Um, She says here, I think we talked about this early on in one of our early episodes when we were talking about the centaurs, Uh, how she basically tells him here that if you don't have the sight, there isn't much that she can teach, that books don't help much, that this divination practice is less about books and more about just a natural gift type of thing um which of course hermione doesn't love she's she's not a fan of trelawney or divination or much of any of this she's not a fan uh, of anything that can't be learned by a book exactly exactly um hermione is big on facts and this is a bunch of like hocus pocus bullshit which is <laughs> it's all hocus pocus bullshit <laughs> I see what you did there. That's yeah, good. yeah. Thank you. you um, fucking asshole. She keeps Trelawney is, is such a nut. She keeps telling different students terrible things that will happen to them. But then she gets real freaked out by Harry's tea leaves, uh, and she tells him he's got the grim omen of death. Uh, and I think Harry remembers that he saw the big black dog on the book of the omens at, at the bookshop or whatever and he, of course he saw the the thing that looked like a big dog uh right before the night bus came and got him so like him and ron are like kind of freaked less harry i guess more just ron because ron's an idiot is like freaked out by this hermione's like no this divination seems like bullshit and then yeah mcgonagall also basically tells him the same thing they go to their next class and mcgonagall's like trelawney has predicted the death of a student every year for nine years and no one has Dude, died i love her but <laughs> yeah this is great i loved mcgonagall here she's like basically she even like straight up just calls trelawney out she says something to the effect of like i don't want to bad mouth another teacher but trelawney sucks is more or less what she said in i'm paraphrasing but yeah yeah, it's um it's it's so this is like kind of the first time we see um McGonagall have like an opinion. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like McGonagall's and, got thoughts about divination and Trelawney. It is so funny, dude. I like this is the start, by the way, because I know I've told you that McGonagall's one of my yes. favorites. This is the start. You you need to listen to McGonagall's podcast about her thoughts on divination and it's bullshit and such like that. Uh, Ron, of course, thinks Trelawney's the real deal, and he's convinced Harry's dead meat because he's a fucking moron. Hermione tells him that he's a fool. Uh, and here we get our second mention of, she says, uh, she enjoyed her arithmancy class way better than this. And they're like, you haven't been to that class yet. And she's like, oh, well, you know, whatever. ha. Multiform technique. <laughs> um, yeah, so they mention this again and like six more times because, as I said, these books are not subtle. Uh, next, they go to this whole chapter is just a bunch of dumb school bullshit. I thought I, I seem to recall you telling me that people are like not a fan of how little school shit there is in these books, and I'm like, there seems to be a lot, 
at least in these chapters. But there, there's not a lot of the uh, like the actual learning process. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there seems to be a lot here. Like it, it'll, it'll just exception. jump to like now they know this, you know. Sure. Okay. That that's that. I think that's the. I don't know that it's an issue, but that's that's what I'm talking about. Sure. So this is their first class with Hagrid. Obviously, he's he's the new care of magical te- creatures teacher, creature teacher. Uh, he's got them hippogriffs, and Harry rides one for a bit. And long story short, Malfoy gets all fucked up. Uh, the hippogriff he he uh, insults it, and the hippogriff is like, "Yo, fuck you, kid!" and slashes his arm. Um, and he of course is like playing it up big time because he doesn't like Hagrid. Because he's a bitch. Because he's a little bitch boy. Do you yeah. like Malfoy or do you not? No. Okay. No, good. I don't like Malfoy. Just, you you have had some questionable uh, questionable opinions. Yes. So I, I had to make sure. <laughs> no, Malfoy's a little bitch boy. He sucks. Uh, so they go to see Hagrid later that night to make sure he's okay, and he's totally plastered. Uh, he's he's sure he's gonna get fired. But then he, like, freaks out after a minute once he's realized Harry is there, and he is, like, furious with them that they let Harry out, the other two, Ron and Hermione, out and wander around after dark because obviously everyone's, like, terrified Sirius Black is going to kill Harry. So, and that's the end of Chapter 6. Yeah, not not a whole lot happening, Um, just school shit. Um... So chapter seven, oh, did I miss anything there, bud? No, wanted to talk no, about? no, no, okay. I, that was pretty straightforward, yeah. Chapter seven, Snape is being particularly dickish in potions and not in his usual cool way is just what I have here in my notes. Uh, Malfoy mentions something to Harry about Sirius being spotted close by and how he should want his revenge, but then they get interrupted and there's not really anything more said on that until we find out later. Um, there's more weird shenanigans with Hermione being in multiple places at once. Again, not subtle. I mean, it's definitely either, yes, she can, like, split her, she's had some magical way to, like, split into multiple forms to go to all these classes at once, or I suppose time travel, or... Nah, those are really the only two things I can think of, I guess, off the top of my head. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, obviously there's something at play here. Um, that I'm sure we will find out later. Um, you don't seem so cheery about that. You're cheery about it? What should you're I like, be like? I'm sh- I'm sure we'll find out about later. No, I mean, listen, like, I like Hermione, and I, I am curious as to what she's doing, but it just it's nothing is coming of it yet, and I will reserve judgment until I see how that plays out, I guess. Okay, fair enough. Um, they have their first Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson with yeah. Lupin, and he continues to be a baller. Hell yeah. Uh, he, he fucks up Peeves' as shit, which I was a big fan of. <laughs> like, they're, they're going down a hall. He's, like, taking them on a little class field trip, and Peeves tries to be a dick in the hall, and Lupin just, like, blasts him or something with his wand. It's pretty good. Uh, Lupin, I like Lupin a lot. I think I mentioned that last time. He's he's real cool. Yeah, Peeves was singing Looney Loopy Lupin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they go, so their lesson is they've got this Bogart, which is kind of a lame name, in the closet, and this thing takes the form of whatever you fear most, is what Lupin explains to them. 
and so they take it out they they let it out and they take turns <laughs> making it ridiculous which is so fucking dumb that's their latin magic word that uh ridiculous <laughs> makes it like be stupid basically lupin tells him like hey whatever you fear make it seem funny and you defeat it by laughing at it <clears throat> so there's this big thing with neville who says he's most terrified of snape and he puts snape in his grandma's clothes or something like that and they do all this stuff everyone's like you know making making it do funny stuff to laugh at it and then when it comes to harry's turn Lupin steps in and does it himself in place of Harry. He doesn't let Harry, he doesn't let it like turn into whatever Harry fears the most. Um, Interesting little tidbit here. I wonder what we'll get with this. What Lupin fears the most is a, it's described as a silvery white orb. And then I think a, a student mentions as they're leaving, like, oh, I wonder why Professor Lupin fears a crystal ball. So. I don't know what that's about yet. Uh, I like Lupin, so I'm interested in that. I yeah. hope we get to know. I have to. I have to point this out, um, man. I I seriously love this exchange. So, <clears throat> um, Lupin gets to his feet and strode past the class. His black robes billowing behind him. At the doorway, he turned on his heel and said, uh, oh, "I'm sorry, that wasn't Lupin. Uh, possibly no one's warned you. This is Snape. Possibly no one's warned you, Lupin. But this class contains Neville Longbottom." I would advise you not to entrust him with anything difficult, not unless Miss Granger is hissing instructions in his ear. So just being a fucking asshole to to Neville, which I get Neville's easy to pick on. I mean, but, yeah, Neville sucks. But he's just being a dick. I mean, like, you got to yeah. understand, this guy is a grown man just literally picking on this fucking 12, 13-year-old child. No, yes, I, I have thoughts about Snape. I want to get into that later, but yes, I did but forget to mention Snape I, I, is like in the staff room when when they go. Well, in there so I'm actually I'm not necessarily trying to bring attention to Snape, but okay. I just love that. So the next line is Neville went scarlet. Harry glanced at Snape. It was bad enough that he bullied Neville in his own class, let alone doing it in front of other teachers. Lupin raises his eyebrows and he says, "I was hoping that Neville would actually assist me with the first stage of the operation, and I'm sure that he's going to perform it uh, admirably." I just love that, like. This dude, ju- he's all about just taking people and like helping them be better. I fucking yeah. love Lupin so much. Like, yeah, Lupin. He, Lupin he, seems he builds very people chill. Up. It's so good, dude. He's like the chill, cool teacher for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I I like everything I've seen of Lupin so far. Um, and yeah, that's that's chapter seven. Again, I, I did not have a ton of notes there. Not a ton is happening. Um, until until a bit later here, chapter eight. So they all love Lupin's class, but <laughs> hate all their other classes. Uh, they don't like divination. They don't like potions. Uh, Hagrid's class is lame now because he's made it lame because he's terrified that if he doesn't, he's going to get fired. Uh, I just can't seem to find a way to care about all this school stuff, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so then I, my next note here is just... <laughs> They're talking about Quidditch. I think they're having like a team Quidditch meeting. And <laughs> Fred and George. So so Oliver Wood, he's talking about how great their team is. And he's like giving them all compliments and everything like that. And George just says, we think you're good too, Oliver. 
spanking good keeper, said Fred. <laughs> Which, I guess spanking good is another Britishism that I'm not familiar with. Uh, it's just funny. Uh, he's so good they want to spank him, I guess. I don't know. Hell yeah. I'm into it. Hell, hell yeah, Fred and George, uh, basically. Um. Oh, here we go. Crookshanks alert. Favorite character. Uh, hell yeah, Crookshanks. Dude, I'm not kidding when I say that a couple times a day I think about Crookshanks and how great a fucking name that is. That's the Harry Potter effect, man. No, it's not I don't. I no, think about Harry, Harry Potter. Potter I think about Crookshanks specifically. And just how good a fucking name that is no, for a giant, no, that, fat, that, That's it. You're a Harry Potter cat. fan. That's it. Yeah. No, that's not no, what No, you're is. a Harry Potter fan now. You're uh, thinking about Harry Potter. Crookshanks eats a spider while glaring at Ron. Fuck yeah, this cat. <laughs> just, that's the only thing I have about that note. Um, he attacks Ron's bag, which has scabbers in it, and chases him and tries to kill it. Good for you, Crookshanks. Ron is pissed at him and Hermione. Because Ron sucks, and his rat sucks, and Ron sucks. Uh, Yeah, obviously, I fucking... I know something is up with this rat. And again, the book isn't subtle about it. But I just, I love any scene that has Crookshanks in it. I had no idea when I was reading. I had no idea there was something up with Crookshanks. But also, I was like 12. 13. You were very young, and also, like I said, this is one of the extremely few things that I do remember. But anyway, um, the the one thing I'm I'm not sure about that I am interested to see is if like if Crookshanks is just like a kind of a normal ass cat that just has this sense about this rat, or if even more interesting is if this is like a McGonagall situation where this is like a actual wizard in the form of a cat. So that mm. I want to see. Mm. Because if there's a person named Crookshanks, that won't be as cool. But we shall see. All right. So Parvati's rabbit dies, which they think proves that Trelawney is right about her prediction. <laughs> uh, of course, Hermione is the only one with any sense and is like, no, that doesn't add up. Because Trelawney specifically said, the thing you're fearing will happen. And they're like, were you fearing your rabbit was going to die? And they're like, was it an old rabbit? And they was like, no, it was young. And Hermione's like, none of this makes any sense. It doesn't, Ron, doesn't Parvati say something like, like, yeah, but who wouldn't be scared of their rabbit die? Or like some right. dumb shit like that. Yeah, some dumb shit like that. Ron, of course, continues to be a dick. And he's like fully convinced about this. Zach, what is this book so far? Like nothing exciting is happening. And I, at this point, I was, like, getting a little frustrated because I'm just like, this is the great, incredible book that I was supposed to be so excited for. This this fucking pains me, but, like, this is, this is the, okay, so, book, okay, book one, we have the entrance to the world, so everything needs to get explained, right? Right. So, it makes sense that there's wonder and a lot of nothing but nothing to fill the space right so that you understand where you're at sure this is the continuation of what that should have been it progressing into book two book two has in my opinion the worst i mean first half of the book ever and although you don't feel like this is uh doing a lot 
in the way I look at this is like this is this is what book two should have been, where they're they're using their everyday life to help tell the like to help start painting the story, right? And so yes, it's slow, but I understand that you're you're at a point now where you want it to hurry up and get there. So I yes. get that and I can understand that and empathize with that, but it, it is most of the things that are happening right now come back in in a sense that it's like okay well that makes sense that it was there right they're relevant i'm sure to the plot and and i get what you're saying i'm just like I, like i said i i can't find myself to care about all this school stuff and yeah well like, i hate to break I, it to you buddy but this story is about three kids at a magic school so i know believe me i know <laughs> uh you know what's a much cooler magic school is Fire Emblem Three Houses. I still is, I still need to play that. You need to play that. I have described it to you before as anime Hogwarts, and that's basically what it is, and it's awesome, and it's much more interesting than this so far because after you're done teaching your kids, you go out and you take them into fucking battle, and it rules. I love that. That doesn't Fire seem uh, safe at all. Oh, it's not. Like, I, I talk about OSHA having a problem with this school. Um, yeah, you just have child soldiers in Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's pretty fucked up. It's funny that you say that. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. War crimes happening all over the place. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I guess what I was just saying is, like, I understand it's set up. I understand a lot of this is probably going to come back and be relevant. But at this point, I'm just like, it's not fun to dunk on because it's not bad. It's just. Oh, bad. I'm sorry that it's not bad. <laughs> I would prefer it to be bad sometimes because <laughs> it's fun to cock, dunk on and, and talk to you about it. You're the worst. But right now, I'm just kind of like, things are happening. You're just know. learning. Just deal with it. I guess. Okay, fine. Uh, so McGonagall says no hogs mean for Harry, and he mopes about it. He's a very mopey teenager. He needs to go listen to some, um, like, fucking, what's a good mopey sad boy band <laughs> I, to listen to? This is not the right answer, but I immediately thought of uh, Uba Stink, so... <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely not the right answer. What about like uh I'ma put seven dollars worth of Hoobas tank in <laughs> I'ma put seven dollars worth of Hoobas tank. Uh no, what's the one God with uh I can't I think of any sad boy bit like uh I mean I could roll out the list. Yeah, of sad boy come on, bands. give me like the it's a th- not thirty seconds to Mars. It's the other one that's kinda like them. What? That I always the get mixed up. No My Chemical Romance? My Chemical Romance, yes, thank you. He needs to go listen to some My Chemical Romance. I that, guess that's a I great idea. My that. Chemical Romance is great. <laughs> that's that's that was my. You whole should point, take Harry. your whole your own advice. I no fuck no. Uh, Harry's all mopey anyway. Scott, hold on. Have you never <laughs> listened to uh, the Black Parade? No, that's a good. That's an okay it's a, song. It's a fantastic song. It's it's a it's a good song. It's a great I don't know I call song. It fantastic, Scott. but eh, it's okay. It's a solid song. I don't think many of the rest of their shit is any good. But you are just. We'll, we'll not. This isn't a music podcast. We don't need to get into that. Maybe it should. Harry, Harry needs to listen to My Chemical Romance. Was the entire point of that whole sidebar? Because <laughs> uh, he's mopey. Anyway. <laughs> Lupin uh, calls him into his office, and he seems to be training him up. Lupin's a cool fucking dude. Um, 
Harry asks him why he didn't let him fight the Bogart, and Lupin tells him he didn't think it a good idea for Voldy to, like, you know, materialize in the staff room because he assumes that what Harry, what Harry fears the most is uh, Voldemort. Also, of note, Lupin calls him Voldemort, not he should, should not be named. Hell cool. yeah, he does. Um, yeah, Lupin's just like, yeah, what the fuck ever, Voldemort. Suck my dick. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. I don't Lupin, think he says that. <laughs> no, he definitely <laughs> says that. Uh, and Harry's like, well, no, actually, I thought of Voldemort at first too, but then he says, actually, I think it would be the Dementor. And Lupin here says he's wise because what he actually fears is fear itself. I don't know if I agree with that sentiment. I think if you just fear fear you're gonna actually fear a lot of stuff i don't know i'm not a psychologist anyway um that was more of like a philosopher sure thing i'm not a philosophizer uh here we get okay here we go zach this is the first interesting exchange of these chapters here so far snape comes in and he gives lupin a potion and they seem almost friendly with each other here. And Snape, like, seems to have actual, like, real concern for Lupin. And Lupin seems to greatly respect Snape. Lupin's like, oh, yeah, I asked Severus to brew me. By the way, quick sidebar. I love it every time, like, some of the other teachers or Dumble calls him Severus. Yeah. Because it's just a cool name. Also, I found out recently, I saw in a video... Uh, this girl, uh, this streamer girl, has a snake named Severus. Mm-hmm. Severus Snake, which is fucking phenomenal. I love it. Anyway, man, I just... that's a uh, that's slow on the draw, man. <laughs> you're you're about you're about fifteen years late on that one. I'm not, listen. I'm just not reading these books, you dick. <laughs> Severus Snake is really good. I like that a lot. Yes, anyway, yes, it is good. Um, but yeah, Lupin like has really great respect for Snape, it seems like. He says, like, basically, oh, I'm having, like, I'm feeling ill, and I needed this complicated potion brood, and, you know, Snape is the one who can certainly do that. He's my guy. Yep. Uh, Harry tries to badmouth him here because Harry's a fucking asshole, and Harry assumes that Snape is trying to poison Lupin. Right. I think, uh, to, to your point about the, like, respecting Snape, Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually off the top of my head I can't remember if this has happened already, but it it happens several times throughout the story, where Harry will refer to him as just Snape, and oftentimes like the adults or Dumble or I th- I'm sure even Lupin does it. They they correct him and they will make it a point to be like Professor Snape, you know, like yeah, like, like I he, think he's owed some respect. I think Hagrid has done that before with them too where they've been like trying to tell Hagrid that and and it's a consistent thing which I I think is cool like no matter no matter what obviously us as fans no matter what we think about you know Snape whether it's good or bad but even even in the story it's just like you cannot deny the fact that he is an incredibly advanced wizard like he's he's very good right Um, Right. and he knows his shit exactly when it comes to potions yeah and and he and he deserves that respect so it's cool for sure so yeah, basically, yeah, Harry like kind of tries to badmouth him, but Lupin, because he's a cool dude, just kind of ignores it and plays it off. Ron and Harry 
of course think think that Snape is trying to poison Lupin because they're fucking morons. Um, they go back to the tower after the feast, and this is Halloween, by the way. I think I think this is the Halloween feast, and the fat right, lady yeah. is gone, and the portrait is slashed. Peeve said she wouldn't let him in, and he got mad. And that person that wouldn't she wouldn't let in is Sirius Black. Dun dun dun. Uh, he is apparently in the castle, so everyone's big scared here. And that's the end of chapter eight. Uh, so yeah, chapter nine starts there. Dumble's like, hey, everyone's going to sleep in the great hall while the teachers search the whole school for black. Harry overhears Snape and Dumble talking about ways that uh, black could have possibly gotten into the school. And Dumble's like, oh, I can think of a great many ways that he could have gotten in, but none of them are plausible, basically. I think something to that effect. And here Snape says he had reservations when he appointed, and then Dumble cuts him off, and he says he doesn't think anyone in the castle would have helped him get in. So this could really... So the only two really new appointments this year were obviously Lupin as the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher and Hagrid as the new teacher for the, you know, Care of Magical Creatures. But I don't think Hagrid makes much sense because Hagrid's already been there for a while. So I'm wondering if Snape is referring to Lupin here and Lupin has some connection. Well, Hagrid has been there for a while, but, but Black hasn't been there for a while. Black just escaped. Right, that's true, but from what I see later, and obviously I don't know this at the time, but Hagrid does not like Black, unless he's really, like, putting on a show, Hagrid does not like Sirius Black. Well, we all know that Hagrid does not know how to put on a show, so... (laughs) Exactly, so (laughs) I, I think Lupin probably has some connection with Black that Snape is referring to here. But Dumble also is basically saying, like, no, I don't think anyone inside the castle would have helped him get in. So, interesting stuff there. We'll see where that goes. Uh, Dumble also mentions here that the Dementors did want to help in the search, but he will not allow them inside while he's headmaster, uh, which uh, gets broken almost immediately, <laughs> um, which we will get to. Um, my guy... Sir Cadogan, Cad- what did what did you wait? What did you call him? Cadogan, 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 Cadogan. My boy, Sir Cadogan. Now I don't. Now I don't know. I'm sorry. Now you never knew. Quit pretending like you ever knew. Uh, I never knew. I never knew that everything was God falling damn through. It. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be another Fritza Sanji thing here. I'm just gonna call him. Sir Cadigan. He is now the portrait guarding the entrance to the Gryffindor, and he's just constantly challenging people to duels so instead good. of letting them through. It's real good. Fuck yeah. I, I like Sir Cadigan <laughs> a lot, even though he's in like two paragraphs of this story. Oh, he'll um, be back. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Good, good. Spoilers, damn. No, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Just accept it. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, oh, here they're talking. 
Quidditch again. <laughs> Ed George, George and or Harry, uh, Fred, one of them say this. I don't know which, but I have here in quotes. I don't know why you're worried, Oliver. A Hufflepuff is a pushover. Last time we played them, Harry caught the snitch in about five minutes, remember? And I'm like, yeah, that did happen. Hufflepuff sucks. <laughs> and they're constantly reminding you of that fact. Hufflepuff is a pushover. Literally everyone just constantly calls out Hufflepuff for sucking. Um, oh. I'm going to continue to hate on them. We have to I feel bad, Jamie. We have to take a timeout. Yeah. <sighs> so to all of our listeners um, and to you, because you and I haven't talked about this. Yes. Uh, so I know that I've made mention of Amanda before, and I think it's probably mm-hmm. been uh, assumed that Amanda is my wife. Um, Amanda is a Hufflepuff, and I know that I have talked about this in previous episodes, but uh-huh. uh, at the time of recording this, I think only the second, the first one and two episodes of Harry Potter uh, of these, you know, the show has gone up. And so she's been listening to them because she's an incredible wife and she is very supportive and she's listening. That's right. I, I have not asked you what her reaction to my <laughs> Hufflepuff hatred was. Yeah, well, that's that's where we're going. Um, she she expressed to me, and I'd like to offer some, some clarification here. Okay. <laughs> uh, that she's very offended that... Uh, <laughs> That she's very offended that the only characteristics that I have to describe a Hufflepuff is that they're stoners. Right. So this is your fault. This isn't I, on me. I know. No, no, no. You're right. You're absolutely right. This is all on me. I'll take responsibility for it. I love you, Amanda. <laughs> Did she agree that their house animal should be like a Jigglypuff? Like I stated. You know, she didn't say that. But so she was oh. like, she's like, I'm not. A, so Amanda doesn't smoke weed. No, 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 I don't no. think any of us smoke weed, right? You don't smoke, right? No, no. Uh, so yeah, Amanda doesn't smoke weed. So she's like, I'm not a stoner. And she's like, you have nothing else to say. I'm your favorite person in the world. I'm also Scott's favorite she's person in the world. She's your fucking wife. <laughs> and yes, it's true. I love Amanda to death. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda's fucking badass, dude. She's yeah, so cool. she's awesome. But uh, yeah, so just to just to throw her a bone here, uh, Hufflepuffs are very kind. Um, there you they're go. very loyal. Uh, they're good friends. Um, and they take care of people. Those are some other great defining characteristics. Hey, good for you, buddy. I'm glad after nine episodes of this podcast (laughs) and, I don't know, 70 years of you reading the Harry Potter books, you finally managed to find more than one defining characteristic of Hufflepuffs. Yeah. Well, you know, I just had to really think about who Amanda is. Um, Sure. Because the books don't do a great job of giving us defining characteristics of, That's of true. Hufflepuffs. I have not seen anything defining <laughs> Hufflepuffs in these damn books. Uh, also, big shout out to Jamie, who was the other example we used. Uh, I talked to her after after she listened to the first couple episodes, and she seemed much more cool with it. She was just kind of like laughing it off and having a good time about it. So, despite all my Hufflepuff hatred, I am now realizing that like. The two people I know who are quote unquote Hufflepuffs, goddammit, I fucking hate that we're even going into this, are super cool and chill, and I love them both to death. Yes. Uh, absolutely. So, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, do do? Jamie is uh, one of our best friend's wife, also. She's incredible. So Yes. Anyway, so yes, the the my Hufflepuff hatred will probably continue, even though I do <laughs> love both Amanda and Jamie to death. Uh, so, Snape is now 
teaching Defense Against the Dark Arts because Lupin is ill. And he says that they're going to do werewolves next. Um, This whole Defense Against the Dark Arts class seems more like a Defense Against Magical Creatures class. Um, All that they've been spending time doing is, like, battling creatures. They talk about the Bogart, werewolves, uh, a Kappa, a Red Cap, all this shit. And I'm just like, yeah, but, like, when when are you going to actually defend against the dark arts these are like just magical creatures you're fighting what the hell bro you're you're not wrong actually um i know i'm not <laughs> so no i mean but the, there's actual like actual sound reasoning uh lupin has acknowledged that like they didn't get taught anything and so you start off with like dark creatures that could attack you in this like curriculum and then you adv- as you age and you move up in, in the years, you advance to, you know, dark spell work and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, you'll, you'll definitely get more of that as the books go on. So he, he's having to, like, kind of retroactively, like, get these kids, like, up to speed. Right, because Cause Lockhart. Lockhart. <laughs> Cause and lo- our boy Lockhart. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what Quirrell taught him either, but they both were pretty useless, seemingly. Um so, okay, here's... I mentioned this earlier. We can get into this now. Snape is way more of a dick in this book than in the previous two. And... Yes, he is. It's I'm getting, like, this whiplash of, like, all of a sudden she's, like, ratcheting up the, like, oh, I need to make Snape an extremely unlikable character all of a sudden. I have to make him just fucking awful all the time. But, oh, also, wait, I'm going to have him do this weird kind of real moment between him and Lupin. And it's just, like, it's just weird. It seems so forced to me. And I just, it's... I have to respectfully disagree about it being forced, but only because I know everything. Sure. Uh, But I do know what you're talking about, just to... Because I don't, I don't think it's worth disputing. Because it is what it is. I mean, you're you're not wrong. Sure. But um, and if there's a reason behind that down the line, you know, yes. I will recant these words. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like way ratcheting it up the dickish behavior. Like he so, is, you know, I have been a Snape <laughs> apologist slash defender most of the time through the first two books, but it's just like unnecessarily being an asshole through this book. He, and here's I'm just like, here's the problem. Why? Um, you have failed to acknowledge that he has always been a dick. He's never been this bad. I mean, dude, he he is incredibly mean to young children. Like 10, 11, 12-year-old children. Yes, mean. But, but also, most of the times in the first two books, he had reason to. Like, he wasn't doing so, it just for the sake of doing it. Yes, his, he was doing it in a bad way, but at least there were, like, reasons for, like, getting them, wanting them to be in trouble for ramming a fucking flying car into the sure, womping fair, willow. Fair enough. I, I got that. But, okay, his very first time meeting Harry Potter ever. Harry oh, yeah, Potter, he, our new celebrity. He makes him look like a fool. Yes. Calls him out in front of everybody, has no idea what this kid's about. He's just a dick. And this is also when Harry is the youngest in this story. He's a fucking child. 
Right. But that's Harry, and we know why he dislikes Harry. That's real. That's legit. I'm not denying that. I'm saying now, all of a sudden, out of the blue, it's with everyone else. Only really now, though. I, I no. didn't... S- <laughs> he, he, he's, he's I'm a just going to continue dude. defense. He's me. a dick. Well, yeah, here now in this book, absolutely. He's an asshole. Well, look, we're, uh, we're, one, we're, so. we're only three of seven books in, and we're not even through this, the third book. Right. Uh, this is Snape's progression. He's a fucking asshole. Okay, if if you say so. Uh, so, so yeah. <laughs> Ron, I'm curious to see if they had this in the movie, and I wonder what what this what ron said here ron says quote do you know what that he called snape something that made hermione say ron is making me do 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 they have that in the movie did he just call snape a bastard or a fucker or something and she just i don't think so didn't want to yeah i don't i don't remember that writing Eh. i doubt it was in the movie but i just thought that was interesting like she didn't actually write what he said so he must uh Use some foul language here. How dare you, Ron? Um. Anyway, uh, here we get another mention of my boy Crookshanks. He tries to get into their room, and Harry throws him out. Harry wonders why he has it out for Scabbers, but I know why. It's because he's a creepy old dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here we get into fucking goddamn Quidditch. Uh, Quidditch game, cold and rainy. They're playing Hufflepuff. They were supposed to play Slytherin, by the way, but Malfoy's milking his injury for all it's worth. And you know what? We talked about how, like, they just, like, reschedule this game very easily to have them play Hufflepuff, whereas uh, I seem to recall the last one of the last Quidditch games we had, you were telling me like, oh, they have to stand on ceremony before they have like can like put this game under formal protest and this and that. I call bullshit because they reschedule this game at the drop of a damn hat. So inconsistencies here with the Quidditch. It's supposed to be a nod to Malfoy's family being rich and having a lot of pool on on stuff. I would buy that more if they didn't make a big deal at the end of the last book about him getting thrown out of being a school governor. Oh, he's he's still like deeply rooted in like controlling things. All right, fine. Um <laughs> halfway through this Quidditch game, so it's raining, Harry can't see anything because of his glasses. Halfway through, Hermione puts a spell on Harry's glasses to repel water. Either I feel like she should have done that a long time ago, like I don't know before the game started, or maybe that seems illegal and shouldn't be. He shouldn't be have magic repelling water glasses. Either way, it's one of those two things. Either yes do it to earlier, all of the above. Yeah, or I, I call foul. Um. So then their Quidditch game gets interrupted by at least a hundred Dementors on the field. I didn't know there were that many Dementors period i guess also i didn't know there were that many at hogwarts and they're all out on the field uh he so here here harry hears the thing again we mentioned this last time he hears a woman screaming and he's he's freaking out like everything's he's cold obviously uh says someone was screaming screaming inside his head a woman not harry not harry please not harry 
And then a new quote, stand aside, you silly girl, stand aside now. Not Harry, please no, take me, kill me instead. Uh, he needed to help her, she was going to die, she was going to be murdered. Not Harry, please have mercy, have mercy. Laughing, and then a shrill voice, he knew the woman was screaming, and then Harry passes out. That's I was reading a lot of that from a clip from the book here because... Because it's good. It's good. Um... So, yeah, so Harry passes out, falls off his broom. He's hearing this stuff. Obviously, you know, this seems to be his mother being – he's hearing his mother being murdered by Voldemort. Yeah, man, it's um, dark stuff. This is the first, like, rough, glimpse yeah. we see into, like, making this, um, like, human, you know, like like making this real. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And 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 they get into more of this a little bit when he's when he's talking to Lupin, I believe. It's um, a good conversation. And we'll yeah, we'll talk about more of that then. Here, um, here all I have is after, after that very deep dark moment. My next note is just ha 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 ha. They lost to Hufflepuff, the ultimate shame. <laughs> <laughs> you are the worst person. I in am the, the world. worst. That's all I care about is laughing at them because they lost to Hufflepuff. Yeah, the Diggory. They had got Hufflepuff's got some hot new seeker that all the girls in the Gryffindor team have the hots for. Uh, I think his name is Diggory. And Cedric Diggory. Sure, it's a good name. He. Eh. <laughs> I will decide what the good names are on this podcast, Zach. <laughs> that is my territory. It's Crookshanks. Uh, he catches the snitch right as Harry like passed out. Harry is like, Harry wakes up in the hospital, and he's like just crushed that they lost the Quidditch game. Um, they tell him apparently Dumble was furious that the Dementors came under the school grounds. Said he ran on the field and shot silvery stuff out of his wand to drive them away. Yeah, he did. <laughs> shot shooting. <laughs> Dumble's probably real good at shooting silvery stuff out of his wood. Out of his wand. <laughs> I mean wand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of wood, Harry's broom uh, got blown away into the Whomping Willow and it smashed it. And I guess he's getting a Thunderbolt now because that's where this story is going. It's not Thunderbolt. (laughs) Is it not Thunderbolt? It's Firebolt. Firebolt? Thunderbolt's a way better name. Yeah. Jolteon is better than Flareon for sure. Definitely. But Umbreon is the best one. Umbreon is the best one. Fuck yeah. I didn't know that you that you thought that. Umbreon is fucking rad. There were only like three dark types in Gen 2. Dude, Houndoom. You had to get Umbreon. Umbreon. Houndoom is the best Pokemon of all time. Fuck yeah. Why are we talking about Pokemon? <laughs> because fuck yeah, dude. Why not? Every Harry True. Potter fan likes Pokemon. You, you have to. I, that's just scientific fact. That <laughs> Venn diagram is just a circle. Um, so yeah, Harry's room is big smashed. Big smashed. A, All right. He's getting a Thunderbolt for sure. Because that's how this story works. He'll probably, instead of, I think I mentioned this, he'll probably break some school rule and they'll be like, oh, Harry, you scallywag you. Here's a Thunderbolt. Um, and yeah, that's the end of that chapter. So yeah, chapter 10. Um, Harry doesn't want to tell anyone that he saw the Grimm again. Oh, I forgot to mention that. He saw the Grimm, the big black dog, like in the stands, I think at the Quidditch match before he, the, before the Dementors came and he passed out. 
Uh, he has he's having a bunch of nightmares of what he saw and heard with the Dementors, and he's he's realized that it's his parents being killed by Voldy, or at least his mom, I guess. Oh, it's so good. All right, so chapter ten is the Marauders map. Hell yes. Y- yes, the Marauders map. We find out about that op bullshit we'll get into that here in a second <laughs> fuck off god uh, dude you i hate you so much i know <laughs> why 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 did i agree to this i don't know i feel like you're definitely getting the worst of this deal which is okay by me <laughs> uh <laughs> lupin is back in class and he looks rough uh they all complain like he actually has been ill uh they all complain to him about snape but he just kind of smiles it off and says he'll speak to him. Um, oh, Harry stays after class to speak to him. Here Lupin mentions that they planted the Whomping Willow the same year he arrived at Hogwarts. So that tells me that he went to Hogwarts, but I don't I don't think I knew before. Does Okay, I have a question about this. Does every witch and or wizard in the world go to Hogwarts at some point in their lives? Uh, no. So there are multiple... Uh, wizarding schools. Um, okay. There's three main ones in Europe. Okay. Uh, Are there others throughout the rest of the world? And yeah, then there's there's more throughout the rest of the world for sure. Okay. Um, no, actually, so you, if you don't go to Hogwarts, then you have to be homeschooled. That's it. <laughs> is that a dig at me or is that the real? No, no, I'm being... <laughs> No, I'm being you serious. Fucker. I am being serious. Yeah, there, there, there are uh, some witches and wizards who uh, choose to have their children homeschooled. Are uh, there they like still take the uh, like the curriculum, like mandated tests? Like you'll find out about them later, uh, called the OWLs or Newts. Um, Wait, what? OWL doesn't spell Newts. No, there's it's two different tests. Oh, okay. It's ordinary okay. wizarding level is O O O W L, and hey, that spells owl. Yeah, and I'm not God gonna give it. you the. Uh, give me the satisfaction. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna give, give it you to the name of, of Newt uh, because it's great, and you need to wait for that. I feel like I've heard the name Newt Scamander. Is that a thing before? Yeah, uh, Newt Scamander is the author of uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, in the book, so he like wrote the textbook that they use for. Hey, hey, that's them new Harry Potter movies. Correct, that aren't Harry Correct. Potter. It is okay. the new Harry Potter movies. Okay, interesting. They're they're so hold on. Pretty bad. Are there like? How do I want to say this? Are there like rogue, untrained witches and wizards, like people outside of the normal like schooling? system that are just like i mean not necessarily they don't have to be like bad but like self-trained or taught like that kind of thing does that question make sense yeah no that makes sense that's really interesting um i mean i'm sure the answer is yes but i have never delved into that at all okay interesting but that that's actually that's actually really cool i'd love to to see that yeah i this made me think of this question um, I don't know if you ever played the any of the Dragon Age games, but uh, mages, you know, the equivalent of witches and wizards in that world. Uh, yes, I know what a mage is, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Fuck off. I was just explaining, you dick. <laughs> mages, you know, the same thing mage, as a witch and wizard. Uh, let me explain you know, they can to you do what magic. a mage is. Uh, 
they basically have two choices. Magic is like kind of feared in that world, and so they basically can either go to what they call the circle of magi, where they're kind of very they're taught, but they're closely kept an eye on, or they're like basically rogue on the run, like you know outlaw mages. Oh, that's cool. Um, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a cool dynamic of like you know. They're kind of constantly on the run, constantly being hunted because, you know, some of them just don't want to go to the circle. Um, It's kind of a cool thing. Anyway, I wondered if there was something similar at play here. Anyway, um, Lupin tells Harry here that none of them have ever seen Dumble that angry when he drove off the Dementors. Uh, Harry wants to know why they affect him so much. And Lupin tells him it has nothing to do with weakness the Dementors affect you worse than the others because there are horrors in your past that they don't have or that others don't have, Um, which is a good line. Uh, Harry has been through some shit, obviously, and basically Lupin is telling him, yeah, that's why they're affecting you so much. That's probably why you're seeing or hearing, I should say, you know, your mother dying, being killed by Voldemort. Um you know, Lupin basically tells him here, uh, there was a lot he said here, so I'm going to kind of read some of it. Uh, Dementors are among the foulest creatures that walk this earth. They infest the darkest, filthiest places. They glory in decay and despair. They drain peace, hope, and happiness out of the air around them. That is a hell of a subtext on a magic card or a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> right, yeah, that's like, ooh, these are, these are no good. Yeah. Uh, get too near Dementor and every good feeling, every happy memory will be sucked out of you. If it can, the Dementor will feed on you long enough to reduce you to something like itself, soulless and evil. Jesus. Yeah. These things are, like, fucked up. And again, I think this just reaffirmed, I think I mentioned this last episode, like, these are, like, on the good side, quote unquote? These are, like, prison guards? They're... On the good guy's side? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, I don't um, buy it. So, I, I, I am going to show a little bit of the hand here, but and I, I thought about this because I, I don't want to, like, reveal important things, but sure. it, this is just enough to where it's, like, to show Dumbledore's character a little bit here, mm-hmm. uh, but not, like, really give away, like, big story stuff. Um. Dumbledore has a lot of pull in the ministry. I mean, he's an incredibly powerful wizard, obviously. Sure. Uh, he has advocated for a long time to stop the use of uh, Dementors uh, by by the government, basically. Like, he, he, he doesn't want anything to do with them uh, because of how just foul and evil they are. That's uh, cool. That, that seems legit because, it, yeah, it seems like... And Lupin kind of goes into this a little bit about like what it's like at Azkaban. It seems like it's just like a real world analog. It's like they're constantly being waterboarded, almost. It's like yeah. they're just being tortured, I guess, constantly, almost by these fucking Dementors. Yep. I forgot. I was totally. I kept meaning I was supposed to only call them <laughs> Nazgul, and I forgot. <laughs> Fuck. I blew it. I mean, now that you know more about them, they they are a little different, but they do look like Nazgul a lot. They're a little different in that they look exactly like the Nazgul. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Lupin still thought you'll be left with nothing but the worst experiences of your life, and the worst that happened to you, Harry, is enough to make anyone fall off their broom. You have nothing to feel ashamed of. Lupin is like a good dude. He's always just kind of 
you know, trying to cheer Harry up, trying to be a chill, cool guy. Yeah, um, he is. I, I like I like Lupin a lot. He's so good. They he tells Harry here. Apparently, they came to the Quidditch match because they're getting hungry. Since Dumble won't let them on the grounds, their supply of human prey has dried up. These things are bad fucking news all the way around. Uh, and then Harry's like, well, these are the prison guards at, you know, Azkaban. He's like, how did Black get out of there? And uh, Lupin's like, Black must have found a way to fight them. I wouldn't have believed it possible Dementors are supposed to drain a wizard of his powers if he is left with them too long. And Harry's like, well, I have I saw you fight, like, drive off the one on the train and everything. And Lupin's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not an expert, but I know, do know a way to fight them. And long story short, Lupin basically, Harry asks him, and Lupin agrees to teach Harry how to fight Dementors. But he's like, has to be next term because I'm, I'm busy before the holidays or something. That seems kind of like an important thing. Lupin, make some time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, find the time, Lupin, my guy. Come on. Um. So, yeah, again, Lupin, cool dude. Love love him a lot. He is so good, dude. Yeah. Uh, Fred and George give Harry the Marauder's Map as an early Christmas present. He doesn't deserve it. Uh, first, first of all, friend George are rad. Harry is not. He does not deserve this. But here, they, something they say here doesn't make any sense to me. They say they've memorized it, and that they don't need it anymore. Which okay for the layout, sure. But it shows you the real time location of people on the map. So that doesn't make sense. You can't memorize that. I, I that I'm still sure seems they're talking about like the secret passages and stuff like that. No. No, I know, but that still seems incredibly useful to have. Yeah. Uh, that thing is ridiculously OP and rad. Uh, Harry does not deserve it. Yeah, the Marauder's Map is is one of, I think it's like a, it, it may be like the fan favorite like artifact in, in Harry Potter. Well, yeah, now he's got a map that shows him where everyone is and all the secret passages way and something that makes him invisible. So what is, what is the what does the map say when 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 it opens up? I did not write that down. I knew you would want me. I f- fucking knew you would make a big deal out of I this. Just, I just think it's. Good. I don't care. It's, Mooney, Crooney, Junie, and Looney, or something like that, made this map. I don't know. Messrs. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. You did just rattle that off. That's like the most I've ever been impressed by your Harry Potter knowledge. <laughs> Normally, you're disappointing me with your Harry Potter knowledge. When I ask you what arithmancy is, and you're like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> I may have deserved that a little bit. That's fine. <laughs> Mooney, Looney, and Junie made this map, and they're like, hey, mischief making. It's, Ooh, mischief I, makers is a cool I, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. Yeah, what's the... No, it's when you close it. That's how you open it, and then when you're done, managed. it says mischief managed. Yeah. Yeah. This fucking map. Uh, it's so, good. Stop acting like it's not. It's, it's fucking cool. rad, It's dude. basically... She's basically giving him, like, a video game map. Like, how you can, like, always see where people are. Like, I think of, like, the Hitman games where it shows you, like, people moving on your map, all the enemies and stuff like that. It's it's ridiculous. It's It's ridiculous. Oh, God, I hate you so much. I love you, buddy. Uh, 
so they show him how to get to Hogsmeade because he's still being a My Chemical Romance mopey boy about <laughs> not be getting, getting, being able to go to Hogsmeade. <laughs> Solid callback. I'm going to give myself props there. Uh, so, of course, he goes and joins Hermione and Ron at Hogsmeade, even though he's not supposed to. Um, this butterbeer sounds disgusting. Uh, it can't be beer because surely they're not drinking alcohol. Is it just melted butter? That sounds so gross. So, yeah, this butterbeer sounds absolutely disgusting, Zach. I cannot get over how disgusting that name sounds. <laughs> like, just they're drinking melted butter in my mind. So, so gross. Um, man, dude, Amanda and I went to uh, Florida uh, like two years ago when we got to go to the Harry Potter theme park. It's, and it's it, it's so fun um and and i would even venture to say that like e- even you not being in love with harry potter i think that you would actually enjoy it it's so immersive and, and it really is a, a great time but even you you soulless crotchety old man would enjoy you fucking it, dementor yeah you said. yeah <laughs> um anyway you can get butterbeer and it is unbelievable dude it's so good it's like caramely um it's like vanilla. It's like almost like cream soda. It's almost like cream soda, but but not. It's it is creamier. It's cream soda with butter in it. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Fuck that. It's so good, dude. Anyway, it is so good. It's just the name alone is just absolutely disgusting. Um, and I, and also I do think it is slightly alcoholic. By the way. Wait, they're just like thirteen-year-olds drinking alcohol. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I mean, dude. I know this is, I know this is, like, it's it's like it's England, like extremely but... low. It's like, it's like really low alcohol. <sighs> Damn, son. Okay, so they're at this pub, obviously drinking the butter beer. McGonagall, Flitwick, Hagrid, and my boy Corny Fudge show up at the pub, and <laughs> it's a weird group of people, by the way. Yeah, uh, they hide Harry and listen in. This this is where. This is where I, I had, and I was going to mention this earlier. I thought about this earlier, but I thought I'd get to this part before we do it here. This is the problem I have with the single perspective like uh, storytelling device that she's mainly using. We see everything from Harry's perspective. Does he have to have ridiculous reasons to... You ha- Yes, you have yeah. to have all these ridiculously convenient, like, oh, they just happened to be around and overhear this. It happened with Snape and Dumble earlier in the Great Hall. They just happened to be standing by where they're sleeping in the beds and they're talking loud enough for them to overhear. It's just so convenient all the time to get this big, like, information dump. And that's that's a problem I've always had with this type of narrative structure. Is it just it always screams like you really have to like check your disbelief at the door, you know? Yeah, it's just so convenient in a lot of ways. But. That's that that's super fair. I mean, I I can't I can't fault that. Sure, but yeah. So the, the, here we here we get them big big info dump here because of course they're there and can overhear them. Um, the madam, uh, the, the chick at the pub says she can't believe Sirius Black is bad, turned bad because she remembers him as a boy at Hogwarts and he was apparently delightful. Um, and then we get the big bombshell here is that Sirius Black was James Potter, Harry's dad, best buds, like inseparable, almost like brothers. Um, 
Fudge says Potter trusted Black beyond all his other friends. Nothing changed when they left school. Black was best man when James married Lily. Then they named him Godfather to Harry. Harry has no idea. Of course, you could imagine how the idea would torment him. So, big bombshell here. What the fuck happened with Sirius Black when he was such good friends with Harry's dad? Um, so, apparently, Voldy was looking for... I don't remember them going into the why, but apparently Voldy was on the hunt for Lillian James Potter. And Dumbledore told them that their best chance was the Fidelius charm. Yep. And Flitwick, our boy Flitwick here, explains this is basically an immensely complex spell involving the magical see the magical concealment of a secret inside a single living soul. The information is hidden inside the chosen person or secret keeper and is henceforth impossible to find unless, of course, the secret keeper chooses to divulge it. As long as the secret keeper refused to sp- speak, uh, Voldy would not be able to find... Voldy could search the village where Lily and James are staying for years and never find them, not even if he was like looking through their damn window. And so they made Black, the Potters made Sirius Black their secret keeper. They did this Fidelius charm on him, apparently. Um, Dumble apparently offered to be the secret keeper because he suspected there was a traitor that was, like, amongst the good guys, I guess, that was feeding information to Voldy. But they made it black anyway. And then Black revealed his true colors as a traitor. Uh, Potters were killed. Um, He gave up the information, apparently. But now, all of a sudden, you know, Harry, the spell rebounds or whatever and hurts Voldy, and now Voldy's weak and nearly killed, and he's gone. And so now Black's in rough shape because, or in a bad spot, because he just revealed that he was this big traitor, and now his master's gone. Um, and here we get a little bit more backstory. Here, Here's where I was talking about earlier about how Hagrid, super pissed off at Sirius Black, um... He met, and I think they did mention this in the, in the very first chapter of the first book, right? Yep. He says he got it from yeah. Sirius Black, Black, the motorcycle. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he met him the night that all that happened. He he was on his way to take Harry to the Dursleys, and Sirius Black asked him for Harry to give him Harry. And Hagrid obviously didn't know that he was a traitor yet at this point, but he had his orders from Dumbledore, so he was like, no, I gotta take him to these shit Dursleys. Um, yeah, he's like, no, it never occurred to me that, you know, he could have been the one that, you know, made this happen, and I, like, comforted him, and Hagrid is bit not happy here. He's like really yelling and screaming about how much he hates Sirius Black, basically. Yeah. Um, and then we find out, we get uh, this new character here that they talk about, uh, Peter Pettigrew, who, like, is a one of the other friends of James and Sirius. He, like, hero-worshipped them, they say. He's, like, devastated by the fact that Sirius Black would have done this thing. And he apparently goes after him on his own. And Sirius, quote, blew him to smithereens. So we get quickly introduced to this Peter Pettigrew, and then quickly he is blown to smithereens. 
Um, so heavy shit happening here. Um, <laughs> Hagrid has an awesome part here where he says, I tell you if I'd wait, hold on. I got to get my Hagrid voice. I tell you, if I'd got to black before little Pettigrew did, I wouldn't have messed around with wands. I would ripped him limb from limb. Hell yeah. What are you buying? What, I, I do keep doing the Yeah, you, <laughs> do, you always guy. sound like him now. It's all right. I, can't I love it. it. Uh, I love uh, Madame Ro- Rosemurda's description of Pettigrew. She calls Pettigrew that little fat boy who was always yeah. tagging around with him after yeah, the just- Hogwarts. She she does mention that he's fat, that he's basically like, I wonder if this is like the Neville analog or maybe, I don't know, if he's like hero worshipping James, I think it would if be he's more of a Colin like, Creevy. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they compare his skill to like, he's just nowhere, like, I mean, he's right. not even close to them. It's like, right. it's like if McGonagall. Neville wanted to try and hang out with Harry, Ron, and, and Hermione all the time. Sure. McGonagall mentions like, yeah, he compared to them, he basically sucked. <laughs> um But yeah, uh so after Hagrid says this, like, yeah, I would have just beaten his ass. No wands, baby. Um, a fudgy corny fudge is like, you don't know what you're talking about, Hagrid. Nobody but trained hit wizards from the magical law enforcement squad would have stood a chance against Black once he was cornered. So now I know that Hit Wizards is a thing, and that's all I want to read about from now on. If if I don't get more info, if I don't get an entire story on trained Hit Wizards, I'm going to be very upset because um, that sounds rad. So you want me to break your heart real quick? Sure. Why not? Listen, what are we doing here if not that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that title... Hit Wizards makes a reappearance in this entire series. Of course not. They get renamed, I think, is is what it is. So the magical law enforcement that chases dark wizards, they're called Aurors. Hit Wizards is so much better. Hit Wizards sounds like they're the fucking like, anti-mafia. It's just Hitman, except they're wizards. It's just a Hit Wizards. <laughs> I think Aurors is actually a really cool name. I I would totally play a Hitman game where you can do magic. Because, I mean, the Hitman games are rad, but if you could do magic, that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. There's an open-world uh, Harry Potter game coming out soon. Yeah, it got delayed till 2022, I'm pretty sure. Oh, did it really? Burst your bubble, yeah. That's lame. Every game's getting delayed. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, oh yeah, so Corny Fudge is still talking here. He says, I will never forget it. I still dream about it sometimes. A crater in the middle of the street so deep it had cracked the sewer below. Bodies everywhere, muggles screaming, and Black standing there laughing with what was left of Pettigrew in front of him. A heap of blood-stained robes and a few, a few fragments. Jesus. Yeah, man. Uh, Pettigrew got wrecked. Boy got uh, murked, dude. Yeah. Black, like... <laughs> Just it sounds like just straight up nuked him. Like there's a crater in the street. Uh, he spirit bombed him. Yeah, damn. He he really used that spirit gun big time. Um, and here's another interesting tidbit here. Like I said, this is a big info dump. A lot of interesting things happening here. Fudge says that most of the prisoners at Azkaban are mad and just mutter to themselves because of the Dementors. But Black was different, normal, almost bored. 
like he was just like, hey, you don't read the paper. I, I want to do the crossword. Which <laughs> is pretty good. When Fudge came to see him, that is. Uh, Fudge is worried that if Black rejoins up with Voldy, he will rise. Voldy will rise back to power quickly. It's like that reunion could be very, very bad for everybody. And that's the end of that chapter, basically. Um, they leave conveniently, and that's that's the end. Here's what I don't buy. If, if it really was going to be that big of a bad deal if Black rejoined with Voldy, why is Black fucking around at Hogwarts? Why wouldn't he go straight back to Voldy? And I guess you could say, oh, it's because he needs to kill Harry Potter because Harry Potter's dangerous to Voldy. But I'm like, listen, if this Black is really a bad dude, like this book wants me to think he is, I think he would just go straight back to Voldy. I th- was it last book? Dumble said something about, like, my sources tell me he's hiding out in Bavaria uh, or Albanian. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so... Throughout all of this, does it does it say like what? I can't remember if it's now or later that they talk about this, but what Sirius has been saying in his sleep the whole time. They said it very early on. I think maybe it was Arthur telling Mrs. Weasley. Somebody mentioned it. It was something about he's at Hogwarts. He's at Hogwarts. Is that what it was? Yeah. I mean, you you gotta. So I think the way that this is trying to be painted, whether it falls in line and makes 100% sense or not, it's, is that like, although when Fudge was visiting, he seemed normal, they think that he went down a spiral of like going mad because every night in his sleep, he's just telling himself, like, he's at Hogwarts, he's at Hogwarts, he's at Hogwarts. And then he escaped, and now he's at, Ho- at Hogwarts. So it's like. Right. Originally, they seemed to paint him as he was crazy. Like, when they say he was laughing after he blew up Pettigrew, and they came and, like, picked him up, and he just laughed the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, no, the Azkaban, the, the guards at Azkaban, the Dementors will definitely drive him the rest of the way insane. So this was weird to me when Fudge is just like. Oh no, yeah, he seemed totally normal because every other time they've talked about him, they painted him as like he's lost his mind. Well, hold on to that cuz his his as the story keeps going, the more we learn about Sirius, the more interesting he becomes. So, okay. I mean, like that you're asking no, I'm I, I guess what I'm saying is you're asking the right questions. Okay. All right. Um yeah, and that's 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 the end of chapter ten. That's that's the end of what we're gonna talk about today. Um anything in that big info dump there at the end of chapter ten you wanted me to focus more on? Uh, and man, talk you, about you hit you hit pretty much everything on there, man. There's there's a lot in that chapter. There is. And it's earlier I mentioned that a lot of times people feel that there's too much crammed into the back half of this book. Mm. Um and I and I I do have to say that it is instances like that that it's like we could have gotten some of this sprinkled in to gather knowledge, right? Sure. Uh, so I can I can relate to that. Um, right. That was a lot. It's all good though. I I mean I obviously I love it because I love the story, but I I just think like reading that chapter, going through that chapter with you, it's like fuck, man. There's so much in here. This is so good. 
Right, yeah, and I I think I, I said at the beginning, like, I was pretty, I wasn't down, I was just very meh on this book up until, like, basically the last part of that last chapter kind of redeemed it, where it was like, okay, now this is good information, shit is happening, this is, you know, good things to know, whereas up until that point, like I said, it, it would have been nice to have some of that sprinkled in, but then you also run into the problem of, oh, how much more convenient would be have to be if they, to sprinkle that in, they had to overhear three more conversations, you know? Sure. Um, sure. So yeah, that's fair. I, I see the problem both ways, and I, I don't quite know how you fix it with, with this type of narrative, but... But yeah, this this last half of this chapter was very interesting stuff. Um, you know, I'm always big on obviously getting more information about characters, expanding the scope of the world. We're getting, you know, we're learning about Pettigrew and how this freaking atomic bomb went off in this street, and you know, um, just you know, more, more, more and more intrigue surrounding Sirius. I'm still curious as to where. You know, Lupin fits into this, like I said, with what Snape said, that seems like they could have a connection. Um, and then there's like the whole Grim stuff and Harry with the Dementors. So yeah, I I I was I was pretty meh, like I said, through most of what I read this week. But I am excited. This this last part of this chapter got me excited for, for what comes next. Did you see the um epi- or the episode, the chapter title of the next chapter? I did not. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wait till you just leave me hanging there, bud. Yeah. I mean, I can go read it right now. Do it. Actually, do it. Okay. Jeez. Let me pull out my phone here. Um, Live reacts here on the We Don't Want a Pod, things you can only get here. Oh, my God. This this is what you wanted me to react to? The thunderbolt? I mean the firebolt? Yes. You you just have obviously had some thoughts about it and it's just have, it's there. I have had some thoughts. Yeah, big big picture of the thunderbolt. I'm going to continue calling that for forever by the way. Fair enough. Uh cuz it's it's a much better name. Uh yeah, so I can't wait to see how he pisses Filch off and then gets a thunderbolt. Let's tune in next so, time. So, for that. Who, who's the uh, who's the winner? Who's the winner of this batch of of chapters? Oh, it's got to be Crookshanks. Oh, come on! <laughs> I mean, it's Lupin. You wanted me to say Lupin, and I will say Lupin. Uh, Crookshanks is hereby disqualified because he would just win every week. So he that's not even no. Fair. You we can't disqualify him because he has to win some of the later weeks. Oh, excellent. Oh, yay. That makes me happy that we get big Crookshanks content later. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Lupin just being an all-around, like, chill dude and, like, having that interesting moment with Snape. And obviously, like I said, I think there's more to him than meets the eye, as is the case with all the Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers, uh, where I think I think he must have some kind of connection with Black um but like what is these potions that snape is brewing him do you have any predictions on the uh the silvery orb and or the well the potion you know i the silvery orb i I did have the thought and it's been mentioned 
once or twice, maybe. I don't remember if it was in the first chapters. Uh, they've brought up werewolves and the whole thing with the giant dog. Oh, right. I wonder, and then there's like silver is a big thing with werewolves, so maybe Snape is brewing Lupin. To put also, oh, also, I just just a second realized, if I'm not mistaken, loop the the prefix loop has to deal with dogs in Latin. So maybe Lupin is a werewolf? <laughs> Question mark. And Snape is brewing him potions to keep him from going crazy? I don't know. And he's afraid of silver because he's a werewolf? It was a silvery orb, though. I know. If it was like a silver bullet, that would make my theory better. But That's a, that's a solid theory. I, have to, I do have to give you that. That's like a yeah, I, thought out. The Lupin thing just now hit me because, yeah, there's <laughs> the reason I know that. I'm not a Latin expert, by the way, but... Uh, Jet Force Gemini on the N64, if anyone ever played that, the dog character was named Lupus. And I think that's how I found that out. So the fact that his name is Lupin, I'm like, and we've seen this dog and they've yeah. mentioned werewolves. I'm like, hmm. Uh, I think it's Lupa or Lupe uh, is a um, is a she-wolf in like Greek and or Roman mythology. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Um. Yeah, that's my theory. Uh, maybe, maybe the silvery orb is just like silver bullets. It has to be a big old orb. A bullet isn't enough to take down a badass by like Lupin. It has to be like a big silver cannonball. Oh, it's a cannonball. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. What it's I'm a flashy for. cannonball. It's a flashy cannonball. <laughs> Go listen to the One Piece episodes if we don't want. <laughs> Hell yeah! To get that joke. <laughs> well, uh, listen, guys. Uh, we are going to wrap this thing up because we, man, we went on. We got into it. Yeah, we did get into yeah. it. Uh, this was, yeah. I mean, chapter 10 is, is great. And I and I do think that this is where the book starts to kind of like shift. Uh, so I am excited for you to continue reading, uh, you know, the, the next, what are we doing, four-ish? Four chapters now. Yeah, now that we've okay. gotten the early chapters out of the way, the first five, the first two episodes, I think there should be 12 left. So we'll do four each, the remaining three episodes, I believe. There is a chance that we split those because they start to get a little dense. Sure. sure. Uh, but that's the plan tell. for now. No promises. Um, <laughs> anyway, like I said, you know, we're going to wrap this thing up. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us all this time. Uh, Scott, you're a fucking real dick bag. Um, it hurts my soul, uh, but it's also fun. It you is know, fun. So I, I appreciate it, man. Guys, if you haven't already, go hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at We Don't Want a Pod. And be sure to leave us a five-star review or rating on whatever podcast listening app you're using. It goes a long way. Catch you guys next time.